This is Adapted with Anna and Sam. We love books and we love movies. Warning, here be spoilers. Adapted with Anna and Sam. I'm Anna. And I'm Sam. In this podcast, we talk about a book, we talk about a movie or a TV show based on that book, we play some fun games, and we encourage you to read and watch along with us. This episode, we are reliving childhood trauma with Roald Dahl's The Witches and the 1990 film adaptation. Sam, what's your quick take? Uh, the word trauma is completely accurate. It is apt, isn't it? It is so apt, um, because my one memory (laughs) of this movie is Angelica Houston's unveiling. Oh, it is hideous and wonderful. Pretty sure I screamed and hid in the couch. Yeah, I didn't do scare as well when I was a kid. That's so adorably sad. What's your quick take? My quick take, I sing the song of Bruno Jenkins. (laughs) Poor Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Uh, And the actor who played Bruno never acted again. Um, Is the role cursed then, do you think? Maybe. I mean, we'll have to see what happens with the remake. Right. Yeah, apparently he went into politics. (laughs) I'm not sure that's better. I'm, well, we'll have to ask him. Right. Come be on the podcast. Uh, Uh, All right. Do you want to do your six degrees? Oh, sure. Uh, So... I'm starting with Amy Adams, who was in Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. She was, she was the Liz. She was the Liz for the Day part. Yes, she was. Um, she was in Doubt mm-hmm. with Meryl Streep. Excellent. Meryl Streep was in The Deer Hunter with Robert De Niro. Oh. Robert De Niro was in Awakenings with Robin Williams. Okay. Uh, Robert De Niro was a coma patient, and Robert Williams was his patient. Was his doctor? No, I'm literally just. Someone mentioned Awakenings recently. I'm oh, really? Remember how? What it? Oh, yes. Another podcast I listened to was oh. talking about like. <laughs> I listened. I started listening to. Um, I think it's this podcast will kill you. Was oh, talking I like about, that one. It's a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about um this disease, this mysterious disease that uh was in the early 20th century. Where these people just had like. The sleeping sickness. Oh yeah, I've heard and that's, of that. And Awakenings is about that. Yes. So it's just really funny that's that you so mentioned really that because I'm like, I had never heard of this movie until I haven't listened to that episode yet. I so listened that's to that funny. episode. All right. Well, it's apparently the well, Awakening it's, season. It's, the Awakenings is in the zeitgeist. Yes, it is. Sorry to sidebar. Oh no, that's okay. So Robert De Niro to Robin Williams. Williams. Yep. Okay. And then Robin Williams was in The Fisher King. Oh, I love that movie with Mercedes Rule. Oh my God, I love when her when she guest starred on that episode of Psych. And she played um, Lassiter's partner. Oh, my God. All you care about is psych. It's always about psych with you, Sam. It's such a good show. I can't wait for the movie, too. The second movie. Um, Anyways. So then uh, Mercedes Rule was in Big with Robert (gasps) Lognosia. Oh, my God. Now that is some childhood drama right there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That movie. I learned so much about what it means to work in an office from that movie. It's so accurate to my life as an adult now. It really is. Oh, my God. I was just having a conversation with with two of my former co-workers today about um, the the drag of of being having to be employed for, like, still another 40-plus years. It could be worse. You could go back to being 10 and do it all over again. I know, right? No, thank you. Death will be a sweet, sweet release. Yep. Anyways, 
So then Robert Loja was in Pritzi's Honor with Angelica Houston, who's in The Witches. There you go. All right. You all made right. it all the way through. Sorry about all the sidebars. I know. That's, well, that's the point of this podcast. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> What's yours according to Six Degrees? Uh, all right. So from Miss Pettigrew, I'm going to start with Shirley Henderson. Nice. She was in Bridget Jones's Diary with James Callis, uh, who was in Brrr, Austin Land. <laughs> Our favorite movie with the delightful Jane Seymour. Oh my uh, gosh, she's so good in that. Everyone is so good in that. So good. That, uh, it's yeah, definitely so on the good. List. I love that movie. It's so good. I kind of don't even want to do an episode about it because I just I don't. I don't think I can talk about it. I know it's so good. I love that movie. It's All right. So good. Uh, Jane Seymour was in Wedding Crashers with Owen Wilson, right? Who was in All Together Now, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oi, with Angelica Houston, who's in The Witches. <laughs> And that's my integrator. Nice. I feel like that was kind of a gimme. Gimme, gimme. That Angelica Houston is in Life Aquatic with Steve Yeah. It's like you chose the witches just because you knew you'd be able to slot in your your one challenge for the season. I I don't really love the movie. I think think that you are oversimplifying my thought process. (laughs) There's a lot more circuitous logic that went into all of the decisions. That we made for this season. And also my stupid challenge of doing Life Aquatic with Steve in every episode, which I hope by now some listeners have picked up on. If you haven't, this is, is this the eighth episode, ninth episode? Uh, this is number eight. Yeah, you, I'd hoped people would notice by now. I think they probably have. <laughs> and if not, well, listen to more episodes, guys. <laughs> I mean, though you don't have to. You can pick and choose. What? The episodes. Oh, you mean like some people are only going to listen to episodes of like books that they like? Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't want to follow the through line, you can just pick and choose which Buffy episodes you want to listen to. But then the master's going to show up and you're going to be like, who's this guy? And it's like, well, maybe you should have watched more episodes oh in the beginning God. of the season. The master Sam. and the mayor were, my, were two of my favorite villains on Buffy. Ah, uh, you know, I don't care as much for the master, but the mayor is the best. The mayor is amazing. He is the best villain not only on Buffy, but he is one of the best in villains. basically general. In television yeah. history. He's mm-hmm. phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Oh, Buffy. And that actor was on, he guest started on a couple episodes of Star Trek, but I can't remember what his character is. Star Trek? Which, what, ne- next, next Generation? Next generation? Huh. I, that almost makes me want to go back and watch old TNG, but I probably won't, let's be honest. That's fair. That's fair. It's a lot. I watched that show so much as a kid, and it, yeah, it's kind of hard to go back and rewatch it now. It is. I mean, they show it all the time on BBC America, which I don't get. Also, but, I don't watch TV anymore. Yeah, Everything but I, I, I mean, I don't watch them streaming. because I'm like, I can't just go in and watch random episodes. I don't know why. I just, well, especially like the early seasons. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't hold up as well. No, it doesn't. I love Jean-Luc Picard, though. Are you excited for his new show? I haven't decided yet. Well, maybe you should watch it and then decide. <laughs> That's, I think Give it a chance. Do. But it's on CBS All Access, and I don't want to pay for it. Pat, uh, Patrick Stewart has every reason to be disappointed in you, Sam. That's fair. I You're letting Sir Patrick Stewart, a knight of the realm, down. You're letting him down. Well, he's letting me down by forcing me to pay for CBS All Access for one stupid show. Well, then watch two stupid shows and watch the other new Star Trek show. Watch Discovery. I liked it, but not enough to, again, want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. 
separately mm-hmm. for two shows. It's up to you, man. All right. You do you. I will. But Discovery is pretty, Thank like, you. balls to the wall insane. It is. I watched the first season. I have seen the first season. Okay. First season's pretty great. Uh, but I have not cared enough to invest in the second season. I haven't finished the second season yet. It's... Even though I do love Anson Mount. There's a lot of great people in it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, but no, it's the one who... Um, the captain, Jason... Jason Isaacs. Oh, Jason Isaacs. Oh, yeah. Anything with him. I know. <laughs> He's delightful. He's so good. Anyways, what are we talking about? Um, I'm pretty There's sure There's a movie that we're talking about. A book. <sighs> Wait, yeah. That's do you want to give us your... your bleh, do you want to yep. give us your book report, Sam? I'm sure. Oh, my God. I didn't even include anything about the book. Itself. Um. <laughs> well, it's made of paper. <laughs> There's a cover... And um, so let me just flip open. It was written by an author. So the the witches was written by Roald Dahl, a British children's author. Um, it was first published in 1983, um, and then uh, it came to the U.S. the same year, but was republished by Puffin Books in 1985, and has been reprinted multiple times. Um, it's illustrated by Quentin Blake, who I'm pretty sure did the illustrations for Oliver Waldo. He's done a books. bunch of, I don't know if it's all, but he's done a bunch of his illustrations. He's certainly done it's a lot of them. Um, and they're, the, Anna's husband and I were just talking about them before we started, but his illustrations are, are, um, ideally suited to the work of Rawaldahl because mm. they're kind of, um, whimsical, but grotesque at the same time. Just like Rawaldahl. Just like Rawaldahl. You keep saying Rawald. I always thought it was rolled. I thought it was rolled, but maybe uh-huh. that was just my third grade teacher. We might just have to wrong. agree to disagree. You know what? I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia. How do you pronounce this name that I have never seen anywhere else ever? Oh, there's an Amundsund as well. What? Roald Amundsund. Hmm. Um, all right. I've forgotten all my linguistics, so I don't know what that means. Anyways, that's Welsh. Oh, God. All right, well, well, no, then, it's well, actually Norwegian, but it's Welsh. It's Norwegian by the way of Wales. Wales, yeah. We'll never pronounce it correctly anyways. No, exactly. So, yeah, he was born in Wales to Norwegian immigrant parents. I think we've proven by now that we cannot do a Welsh accent. No. Either of us. Nope. You know, if Matthew Reese, though, wants to come and guest on our podcast, I would welcome him. The invitation is standing. Yep. The Witches. In The Witches, an unnamed seven-year-old English, I just want to highlight that, English boy, goes to live with his Norwegian grandmother after his parents are killed in a car accident. So, already off to a great, oh, uplifting Roald start. Oh, Roald is known for <laughs> traumatic things happening to children. I mean, that's one of the things I do appreciate for children's books is they don't shy away from this kind of thing. The good ones. Yeah. So, like, this bridge to Terabithia, basically all of Dahl's books, like, children can handle this. Children die. They do. They do. Yep. Death in the happens. books. Sorry, that's what yeah. I mean. No, but yeah. also in real life. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so his parents are dead already. He's going to live with the grandma. Uh, the boy loves all his grandmother's stories, but he's especially enthralled by the one about witches, which she says are horrific creatures who seek to kill human children. She tells them how to recognize him. She tells him how to recognize yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so the... Not like she tells them how to recognize no, him. No, like, no. hey, witches, you want to find my, my grandson? grandson? Here's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Here's his last school photo. Yep. Be sure to eat him fast. And so I do want to kind of go over about how to, um, 
recognize them. Oh, yes. This is good information for our viewership. Listenership? I feel like you should all know them. So real witches dress in ordinary clothes and look very much like ordinary women. They live in ordinary houses and they work in ordinary jobs. And a real witch hates children. She spends all her time plotting to get rid of the children in her particular territory. So basically, they have to kill one child a week, at least, which is, you know, not great for children. Mm, Yeah. Yep. A witch is always a woman. Okay. Always a woman. Fair. Um, so ghouls are male. They're not really women. They're just, they're demons who look like women. No, they're women. Yes. But like, doesn't he say that it's not that they're actual women. They're always demon. They're actually demons, but they look like women. Um, is that from the movie? I think that's from the movie. Um, yeah, I don't see. I mean, I'm not going to reread the entire don't book right now, but I'm pretty sure that's. Just from the movie. Well, I picked it up somewhere. That's fair. But go on. How do we recognize a witch, Sam? Um, so they're bald. Mm-hmm. So they're generally going to be wearing a wig. Um, they have no toes. Their feet are square. And so if you see a woman wearing very fancy shoes who's walking as if her feet hurt, probably a witch because her or, shoes don't fit. Any woman ever, because those are right. Because those high heels are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then there was something gloves. How to recognize a witch? Here we go. Um, they're always wearing gloves because their hands are actually not really hands. Their fingernails are claws, so they are like a cat, and they have to wear gloves to hide them. Mm-hmm. Witches wear gloves even in the house, so that's how you know. They only take them off when they go to bed. The second thing to remember is a real, real witch is always bald. Bald is a boiled egg. So, you know, wig rash is a major problem for They're witches. always itching their itchy yep. scalps. That's actually a great scene in the movie where they're always witching their itching there. They can... Oh, something about their... Here we go. The nose. Look for the nose holes. So witches have slightly larger nose holes than ordinary people. I'm looking at your nose right now, Sam. I mean, it's pretty big, so mm. I'm probably not a... I'm wondering how big your nose holes are. It's not a wig, though, so... No, and you're not wearing gloves. No, I'm not wearing gloves. Um, and so they use these... They use their, their slightly larger nose holes to smell children. Ooh. So um, parents, you probably don't want to tell your children this, but the dirtier your kids are, the safer they are from witches. Which is because they, they smell the dirt, not the kid. Exactly. Which this is why kids love this book. Exactly. It gives them permission not to bathe. And grandma's all about not having her grandson oh. bathe. It's yeah. hilarious. Grandma is great. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the the witches think kids smell like dog poop. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows how disgusting fresh dog poop smells. It's not my favorite. No. No. My parents' dog, one of him, he pooped in the house one time when I was over there, and I was like, "What's that smell?" I was like, oh, Mom, Mozart pooped in the house again. And it was not good. And also it was a small child because you're a witch. That's right. Yep. Let's see. And then also look at the eyes. Their eyes are different from everybody else's. There's um, a black dot that will keep changing color. You will see fire and you will see ice dancing right in the very center of the color dot. I don't know what that looks like, but I bet it's impressive. I don't either. Um, their spit is blue. So, you know, just... 
Look so, for this stuff. So bald, bald, no toes, no toes. fingernails like cat claws, yep. large nose, Nost- nostrils, and, uh, no hair. Um, I said bald. Oh, yeah, I did. And then um, fire and ice dancing in their and eyes, eyes and then blue, and blue spit. spit. Yep. That's so it. keep an eye out for all of that stuff and make sure you interrogate interrogate every woman. I mean, the thing is, it's 2019 and any woman who's wearing gloves when it's not winter right, is going to be suspicious. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. As specified in the parents' will, the boy and his grandmother returned to England because they're English. Go on, Sam. Where he was born and was in school and where the house he is inheriting is located. The grandmother warns the boy to be on his guard, however, since English witches are known to be among the most vicious in the world, notorious for turning children into loathsome creatures so unsuspecting adults kill them. And forcing them to eat boiled vegetables. Right? Ugh. Oh my god, they boiled so much over there. (laughs) Um, The grandmother reveals that witches in different countries have different customs, and that while the witches in each country have close affiliations with with one another, they are not allowed to communicate with witches from other countries. Which comes in handy later. It does. She also tells him about the mysterious Grand High Witch, the feared and diabolical leader of all the world's witches, who each year visits their councils in every country. Shortly after arriving... She's got to be traveling, like, all year round. Right? I want that job. She's going to have... No, She's got to be, like, multiple countries a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard work being the Grand High Witch. It is, and that's why she is the Grand High Witch. Mm. Only one person can truly do it. There can be only one. Yep. <laughs> Grand High Witches and Highlanders. I love it. Um, shortly after arriving back in England, while the boy is working on the roof of his treehouse, he sees a strange woman in black staring up at him with an eerie smile, and he quickly registers that she is a witch. When the witch offers him a snake to tempt him, because he's a little boy, so clearly he likes snakes. Uh, I'm sorry. If someone offered me a snake, I'd be like, cool, a snake. Thanks. I'd take it. Yeah, right? Free snake. Right? Who wouldn't want a free snake? Absolutely. Sign me up. Uh, He climbs further up the tree and stays there, not daring to come down until his grandmother comes looking for him. This persuades the boy and his grandmother to be especially wary, Mm. and he carefully scrutinizes all women to determine whether they might be witches. When the grandmother becomes ill with pneumonia... Pneumonia. Yes. I'm just pointing it out. Mm -hmm. Um, The doctor orders her to cancel a planned holiday in Norway. Instead, they go to a luxury hotel in Bournemouth on the England's south coast. The boy is training his pet mice in the hotel ballroom when the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, which mm-hmm. is a delightful twist, it is. show up for their annual meeting. The boy realizes that this is the yearly gathering of England's witches when one of them reaches, up, reaches under her hair to scratch at her glove scalp with a gloved hand. But he is then trapped. He's also trapped in the room with them. Dun dun dun! <gasps> oh no! It's a room full of witches. I don't know what's he ever to do. Fortunately, he's super stinky and right? hasn't had a bath in a really long time. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for his grandmother. Right? See, grandmas are great. <laughs> this one is for sure. <laughs> A young woman goes on stage and removes her entire face, which is a mask, revealing herself to be the Grand High Witch herself. She expresses displeasure at the English witch's failure to eliminate enough children and demands that they exterminate the lot of them before the next meeting. So basically, she's like, you need to kill every single child in this country, otherwise I'm going to destroy you all. It's high pressure. It is. It's a lot of pressure. Witches must always be closing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grand High Witch re- unveils her master plan. All of England witches are t- Eng- all of England's witches are to purchase sweet shops, 
with the money that she prints from her magical money-making machine, because why wouldn't she have one of those? Oh, yeah. That was a witch. Right? I mean, I wouldn't do that. That's fraud. That's totally fraud. But how would they know? And give away free sweets and chocolates laced with her latest creation, Formula 86 Delayed Action Mouse Maker. Mm -hmm. This is a magic magic potion which, with with a single drop, turns the consumer into a mouse at a very specified time. The intent is that the children's teachers and parents will then kill the transformed children because they're mice and everybody kills mice. Right. This was written in the 80s. Yes, exactly. There were less vegans then. Uh Uh-huh. Um, to demonstrate, the Grand High Witch turns a gluten a gluttonous child named Bruno Jenkins, who is large. <gasps> Poor Bruno. <laughs> he lives a hard life. He does. Um, she lures Bruno Jenkins into the convention hall with the promise of free chocolate, and then she turns him into a mouse. Um, however, shortly after, the witches then detect the narrator's presence and corner him mm-hmm. because he's been he hasn't had a bath for a few days, but. Like, if you get close enough, you can still smell the dog droppings because it's a very strong scent. Uh, The Grand High Witch then pours an entire bottle of Formula 86 down his throat, instantly turning him into a mouse. The transformed child retains his sentience, personality, and even his voice. So, lucky there. Hmm. Um, After tracking down Bruno, the transformed boy returns to his grandmother's hotel room and tells her what he has learned. He suggests turning the tables on the witches by slipping the potion into their food. With some difficulty, he manages to get his hands on a bottle of the potion from the Grand High Witch's room. And they add a cat in the movie, don't they? They do. Lipshin. After an attempt to return Bruno to his parents fails spectacularly. (laughs) (laughs) They think Grandma's crazy. Right? I mean, wouldn't you... But she's not wrong about anything. No, she's not. Exactly. Um... The grandmother takes Bruno and the narrator to the dining hall. The narrator enters the kitchen where he pours the soup into the pours the potion into green pea soup intended for the witch's dinner. On the way back from the kitchen, a cook spots the narrator and, and chops off part of his tail with a carving knife before he manages to escape back to his grandmother. The witches then all turn to mice within a few minutes, having had massive overdoses. The hotel staff and the guests all panic and unknowingly end up killing the Grand High Witch and all of England's witches. Woohoo! Woohoo! So instead of the witches killing all of England's children, they all, they all die. Whoops! It's great! Right? Works out for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having returned home, the boy and his grandmother then devise a plan to rid the world of all witches. They will travel to the Grand Witch's Norwegian castle and use the potion to change her successor and assistance into mice, and then release cats to destroy them. <laughs> Which... Having a cat who is just terrible at catching mice, like that's very—it's very ambitious. You, you can't, you can't guarantee Everyone a cat. Always assumes it's like, oh, you've got a cat. Well, then you don't have mice. I'm like, no, my no. cat's a jerk and he's an old, yeah. useless, lazy butt. He doesn't cats catch are mice. Big brats, and they will not do what you want them to. We have such a problem with ants every summer. We have a lot yeah. of ants that, that get into the house, and I've literally seen an ant ant walk right under Rupert's nose, and it's like, dude, it's right there. It's moving. Just he's like, get no. it. And he's like, mm. he's like, eh. he's like, no harm, no foul. He's not harming me. I'm not harming him. Ugh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> so then, using the Grand High Witch's money-making machine and information on witches, because she's clearly got to have all that information in her castle in order to visit them, they will try to eradicate them everywhere. And this works because the witches can't talk to each other, so they'll have no idea mm, what's happened in that's, England. That's their greatest flaw. It's their right? weakness. It's like this is what happens when you. You know, communication is key. Yep. 
Um, the grandmother also reveals that as a mouse, the boy will probably only live an- about another nine years. But the boy does not mind because he does not want to outlive his grandmother. No. Yeah. And most important thing that happens at the end of the book, they eat yay toast. They do. And, like, it made, like, reading this made me immediately go out to Wegmans and buy some yay toast. <laughs> oh, my dad will be so happy. <laughs> Uh, if you have not had Yetos... Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's this Norwegian cheese. It's brown. Mm-hmm. It is it is an acquired taste. You will... If you've never had it, you might take your first bite and be like, this is super weird. I acquired it it's very quickly. It's very rich. It's very creamy mm-hmm. and buttery, but it's also got, like, a a nuttiness. Yes. I mean, there's no nuts in it, no. but it's got, like, a nuttiness yeah. to it. Um, uh, my daughter is obsessed with it. She calls it brown cheese, which nice. Yetos is Norwegian for... Brown cheese. Brown cheese. <laughs> Actually, I think it might be. I'm thinking it might be actually Norwegian for goat's cheese, but it's also called uh, bruntost. I think there's another word for it that means brown cheese. Nice. Um, and she she loves yeast toast, and we we give that good. to her as a snack all the time. That's so good. That's very good. Like, thank God, Wegmans is now in the state of Massachusetts, and I can get it on a regular basis. I've seen it at Stop and Shop now too. Yeah, I grew up eating toast because of my Norwegian ancestors, mm-hmm. and it was and, very exciting. And Anna introduced me to see it. See, that in the book. The Yetos. I know, it's so good. I'm like, what? Yeah. Anyways, and that is the story of the witches. Nicely done, Sam. Thank you very much. Thank you to Wikipedia for giving me the bulk of that. There you go. It is a short book. I mean, it's a kid's book. It's I read it not in, long. I read it in two hours. I got it, sat on my deck, read it. I was like, all right, I'm done. Nice. Yeah. Um, so if you have not, did you, if you did not read it as a kid, it's a it's a fast read. It's good it for a very you know, fast and a train it is ride. Very good. It's very entertaining. I do enjoy all of his books. He's very problematic. Oh, is there some personal politics there? Yes. Mm. So mm. it's hard to recommend these books without having that caveat out there. Mm. Um, he has problems. Had okay. problems. He's dead now. He is dead now, but. I didn't want to, like, at least not mention them and recognize can that. You, can you say what they are? Uh, I believe he was anti-Semitic. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. That's not okay. Um, <sighs> That's disappointing. Yeah. It's, it's That's so tough, too, because you're like, you want to... That's always that question of, like, can you separate an artist from their art? Yep. And sometimes you just can't but then it's like but this is something that you grew up with and it's so integral to your childhood oh that's tough yeah and it's like i don't know i don't want to i don't know a lot about it so i don't want to speak out of turn sure and Um, i think there's some people who it's going to be a bigger deal than others like i think there's some people who like that is a deal breaker yeah and for some people it isn't Um, and i i don't feel comfortable telling anyone whether it should be a deal right exactly or not um everybody should make their own decision i just wanted to recognize it that it's out there totally fair we everyone should have the full information yeah have the full story so anna do you want to give us your report from the balcony i would love to so this is a movie i watched a ton as a kid um and it was really fun for me to revisit it so the witches was released in 1990 Uh, it was adapted by alan scott and directed by nicholas rogue I might not be pronouncing that right. He did something else, right? He's directed other things. I looked at his IMDb page, and there wasn't a whole lot else that I recognized, that, or that I had seen. Um, hold on a second. Like he was also he was a cinematographer. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, he actually had, I think, more cinema. Oh no, not that. He had more cinematography credits than directing credits. Hold on a second. Um, he did. 
Sorry for the clicking and typing. I'm just... <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, he did camera work on a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm thinking of... um. Heart of Darkness, I think. Okay, I've never seen that one. Oh, and he did Speedbird of Youth. <laughs> How do you really feel? He was cinematographer for the 1967 Far From That In Crowd. Oh, nice. Uh, a Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, which is another one I watched a ton as a kid that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Zero Mostel is amazing. Yeah, he is. But then, it, like, director credits, I don't think he has that many. Oh, no, he does. Oh, all right. He had a fair number. I guess just not that many that I've seen. Yeah, there's a lot of things on here that I have not seen. Um, oh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. That's a weird movie. Uh, Far From That and Crowd has had a bunch of different uh, versions. We should do, like, an epic run and watch, like, four versions and compare them all. Right. Um, I think... Three. I haven't seen the latest one, but I, I know I'm going to like it. Y- you really need to. It's excellent. Um, um, but Carrie Mulligan. Nathaniel Parker has this, no, like, I know. special place in my heart. Oh, I totally agree. He's wonderful. But the new one, like, the film itself is really beautiful. Yeah. It looked beautiful in front of all the trailers. And then it's, um, Michael Sheen is, uh, Bowood and, oh, it's, just, it's really great. You should watch it. I love That's all I'm going to say about that. So, anyways, back to The Witches. <laughs> it stars Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch, uh, Norwegian actress Mae Zetterling as the grandma, and Jason Fisher as the grandson. And they do have names in the film, Helga and Luke Evesham. Uh, the film also features a young Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Stringer, the hotel manager, Charlie Potter as Bruno Jenkins, Bill Patterson and Brenda Blithen as his parents, and Jim Carter, a.k.a. Carson from Downton Abbey, has a small role as the chef who gets a mouse up his trousers. Nice. Uh, this film was produced by Jim Henson Productions, and it's actually the last film that Jim Henson directly oversaw before his death. Aww. So all of those terrifying mouse special um like mouse transformation special effects and the witch mm-hmm. masks it it's all it's all Hen- uh, Jim Henson production stuff and it is terrifying oh my god so the plot of the movie does follow the book very closely a mm-hmm. young boy Luke in the film is orphaned and left in the care of his Norwegian grandmother grandma has experience with witches and prepares her grandson by telling him how to spot a witch so he can avoid the fate of her childhood friend Erica who was put into a painting by a Norwegian witch it's a particularly affecting sequence uh, when I was a kid seeing mm-hmm. little Erica in the in the painting and it was cool seeing her age over yep. time and I think I used to like check paintings to see if there were kids in them <laughs> I mean it's either Erica or Zygon so Oh, yeah. Well, if it moves. <laughs> if it's a move, it's an Erica. If it doesn't move, it's a Saigon. After Grandma gets sick and is diagnosed with diabetes in the film, the two travel to the seaside for some rest and relaxation. And it's the English seaside, so everyone's wearing, like, sweaters and long pants. <laughs> um, and they happen to stumble upon the annual meeting of all the witches in England led by the Grand High Witch of all the world. So here are some of the few key differences and new details for the film. So not only does uh, the narrator have a name, he is American for some reason and has a really annoying way of going, Grandma! Oh my God, seriously. If the purpose is for Luke to be really annoying, the kid is good at it. He is spot on. Yeah, at being annoying. So uh, Grandma's uh, diagnosis is diabetes. This comes into play later because she has to avoid sweets and that is potentially used against her by the witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke is caught playing with his pet mice named William and Mary by a hysterical chambermaid. And in the movie, she's also having an affair 
with the hotel owner. And they Ooh. add in the sequence. They add in this little bit. So she's cleaning out the Grand High Witch's room. She finds a bottle of Formula 86, mm-hmm. thinks it's perfume, and dabs a little bit on her neck. Well, a little bit later, her lover slash boss goes to kiss her neck and is repulsed when he finds little patches of gray, gray mouse fur on her neck. That scene is great. Well, Rowan Atkinson is hilarious. Yes. I mean, he's hilarious and everything. Yes. He's always excellent. Yes, he is. Um, a fun fact, in the convention of witches, uh, once they take off their wigs, half of them are actually played by bald men in dresses. And they're clearly I men. never noticed this as a kid. I did not pick up on it. So now rewatching it, I was like, wait a minute. Is that a dude? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're all they're dudes. They're all dudes. It's, and once you see it, you can't not you see can't it. You can't not see it. Really it. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the book, the Grand High Witch lists the recipe for making Formula 86. It's kind of a silly sequence because there's mm-hmm. all those like ridiculous things you have to do and yep. nonsensical creatures you have to capture, capture and, and it's, it's, you have to bake in an alarm clock. Um, so that's omitted that's from the movie. Yep. Instead, she just says, I've got a whole bunch of bottles. Come up to my room. Get your bottles and your money to buy the sweet, shop, sweet shops. Um, and we also go, don't get her song about the kids turning into mice and their teachers The song them. is so good in the book. It is great, but I think maybe it's not as scary. So they, no. s- they left it out yeah. of the movie. Angelica Houston's performance, The Grand High Witch, is strangely sexual. Yeah. Um, and apparently the director, like, told her to, told do, her to do that. Um, but it does seem like she's getting off on killing children. Like, when Bruno shows up, mm-hmm. she's, like, breathing heavily. She's yep. like, oh, ladies. <laughs> Maze Bruno. Like, she's barely her, containing climax. Her accent is on point. Though. Oh, her accent's fantastic. Uh, Everything about her performance is amazing, yep. but it is, like, it's weirdly sexual. Yes, yes, it is. I would agree with that. Um, they also added in this whole chase sequence, so... That was weird. They find Luke in the ballroom. The witches chase him. He manages to break a window and climb out. Um, he's climbing around the outside of the hotel. The Grand High Witch pushes a baby carriage, and he... Just stops it before it goes over a cliff, but so she like gets him to come out of hiding that way. He runs up to his grandmother's room, but um, she's unconscious, possibly because she was dosed with sugar by the Grand High Witch, and he's grabbed and carried back to the ballroom. And like the sequence is very bizarre. There's a lot of weird angles and strange lighting. And I think when I was a kid, I thought it was a dream sequence. Like I was very confused mm-hmm. by it. And it is unclear how exactly the witch is like carry this screaming child back to the ballroom without and any that nobody noticing. knows yeah. um, and then of course later uh, the grandma is dangling her knitting over the balcony into the Grand High Witch's room and the witch sees her and doesn't seem to know who her grandson is even though they just like carried him out of right. his out of her room earlier that day so it's yeah it's a little and um, I think in the in the movie and not in the book like it's implied that they have a in the book, she had all. All we know about in the book is that her th- she's she lost a thumb and she won't talk about it. Right. Uh, the boy knows it's because of the witches, but they don't talk about anything else. Right. And she says no one has ever, no human has ever seen the Grand High Witch and right. known who it is. But like in the movie, it's like they have a, they it's, know each other. Yeah, and they, they both a, recognize each other yeah. when they see each other. Yeah. Another change from the in the book, he encounters three toads under his bed, and it's implied those are children that mm-hmm. she's transformed and are going to kill later. Um, there's no toads under the bed, but there is the black cat Liebchen. Uh And in the film, witches have an affinity for black cats because Erica's Norwegian witch right. also has a black cat in that right. sequence. Um, there are two witch, at least two witches working in the hotel, uh, and one of them is in the kitchens, and she happens to test the soup 
that the rest of the witches are going to eat at dinner and quickly turns into a mouse. She realizes what's going on, runs out to warn the Grand High Witch. The witch thinks she's a kid and and steps on her. Yep, it's great. And now we come to the biggest change, the big controversy. So there's a new character that's created for the film, the Grand High Witch's assistant. The Grand High Witch is really mean to her. She excludes her from the banquet, and so the assistant doesn't get turned into a mouse with the rest of them. And in fact, when she comes downstairs and sees what's happened, she is delighted, because she was pretty much done, Mm -hmm. fed up with the other witches anyways. Mm -hmm. Now, after Luke and his grandmother have returned home, she shows up at their house. She's not wearing gloves. Nope. She's got pretty shoes. And she magically returns Luke to being a boy. She returns his glasses and his mice, and then he shouts out the window, don't forget about Bruno. So she's clearly going off to transform Bruno Jenkins back as well. No explanation is ever really given what her deal is, how she can do this. Like, how she can become a good witch and, like, transform her body. um, I did see some discussion on the internet that was theorizing that he, um, that she had always been a good witch. She'd been forced to work for them. And then once the Grand High Witch was So there's only really one good witch in the entire world. Also, there's absolutely nothing to justify that other than that she does that at the end. Yeah. So it's it's there's no explanation yeah. given. Whatever. Um, but something that I found thought was really interesting was that So I I they apparently filmed both versions. Oh. They filmed an a, a, an alternate ending that was more like the book. Mm-hmm. Um and then they tested it, and audiences liked the quote-unquote happy ending better. Oh I googled it. I looked it up. I could not find that alternate ending anywhere. So yeah. I don't know if it exists, but you can't find it on the internet. But as like far as seriously, I can find. like people should not trust test audiences. Yeah, clearly they're because <laughs> test the audiences ending, are cowards, right? But what's interesting is that whenever when I was trying to look it up, everyone talks about well, they change it to a happy ending. They change it to a happy ending, and I'm like, I don't know that it's a happy ending in the book. The narrator's really happy that yeah, he's a Yeah, like, he does not want to live without his grandmother. He says, great, nine more years, that's perfect. We're going to wipe out all the witches, we're going to have a lot of fun and go on this adventure, and then I don't have to be a grown-up. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to live without you. Nobody else has to take care of me. Right. So it's it's weird that it's not a traditional happy ending, but it is a happy ending. Like, everybody's happy. Yeah. Apparently Roald Dahl did hate the changed ending, and he threatened to pull his name from the film. And Jim, nice. Jim Henson actually had to talk about it. I think he also didn't like some of the... I think he thought it was too scary, also. Okay. <coughs> I mean, as the kid who was traumatized by it, I totally, like, it was scary, but I'm like, dude, you write scary books. Yeah, your books are traumatic for children. So, that was funny. A couple other things that are different. The plot to destroy witches is different in the... Movie, before they leave the hotel, Luke puts mailing labels on the trunks in the Grand High Witch's room and has them sent to his grandmother's house, and inside is all her cash and the bottles of Formula 86 and the address book containing the address for every witch in America. So they don't have to break into her Norwegian castle to get all this. Yeah, there's no cats. Um, And there is no yay toast. Ugh! I know. Major loss. Also... Uh, I never picked up on this in a kid, as a kid, but when he's in his grandmother's house as a mouse, and they've got, like, this elaborate system mm. set up for him to get around, he has, a like, a real Ghostbusters <laughs> set that he's, like, living in. So, Ghostbusters. Nice. Go, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Anyways. Right. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. So that is the movie of the witches. Very nice. Um, they are 
working on a remake. And yes, we'll they see are. What uh, stars Anne Hathaway, which I, I actually think that's great casting. I don't object to it all. Uh, I yep. mean, you can't get Angelica Houston back, so. No. I mean, I'm here for it. I support it wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Is it time for some fun and games? It's time for some fun and games. Let's do heartthrobs and hairdos. Awesome. Sam, who are your top three hotties? Um, so I only had one. I did two. Okay. It was Angelica Houston. Yeah, it was four. Absolutely Angelica mask. Houston. <laughs> she is fine as hell in this right? movie. I mean, I could make a case for like not being a hottie, but just for being um, pure enjoyment, Rowan Atkinson. Mm. Um, he's not a hottie, but I always enjoy seeing him. Okay. In his comedic forms. That's not the, but that's not the game. We're doing no. hotties, Sam. No, so, so yeah, right, Angelica one hottie. Houston. That's Angelica it. Houston, yep. that's it. That's all we got. All right, what are your top three styles? All right, so, outfit number one. Yep. Little Erica's sweet Norwegian sweater hat combo with the two blonde braids. Nice. It's rocking. Outfit number two is obviously Angelica Houston's black dress when she enters the conference hall. Nice. And it looks like she's wearing a purple robe, but it's actually the train of her dress. Mm-hmm. And she drops it, and then it folds. It's, like, folded yep. over her shoulders, and she drops it in this just dramatic moment, and she looks fantastic and everything. Yes. Um, and outfit number three is that her assistant is wearing this very cute little white floral skirt suit with a peplum jacket. Nice. And it's uh, it's a good look. Very so nice. So those are my three. All right. What are your top three styles? So I really only had two. Mm-hmm. Um, so Angelica Houston's whole outfit. So yeah. the hat, the dress, that the, the, like, cape, the dress. purple floral yes. thing going on there. And, like, just the whole purple dress where mm-hmm. she looks like the broad shoulders and, like, the puffy. She's statuesque. She really is really statuesque. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually enjoyed Grandma's sweater. All right. So, actually, you have, you have two outfits because I went back and checked. She... The Grand High Witch wears two different black dresses. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the purple dress and, like, when she's in the thing, and then yeah. the, the opening cape and dress. Yes. Cape and hat, so, I mean. So both of her it's outfits two, are two yes. things. Yep. All right, so, and so then my third outfit is Grandma's sweater. Grandma's sweater. Because it, like, just looks so comfy. And it's those two different op- ends of the spectrum. You've got right. this, like, tight-fitting, exactly. black, super-vamp dress, and then, like, I'm wearing a lumpy sweater. Right. And then, you know, you want to go home at the end of the day and just get comfortable. You take off one and put on the other. Yeah. <gasps> They're two sides of the same coin. Right. Oh, my gosh. This is so deep, Sam. Thanks. All right. you have any questions for me? I do. Which ending do you prefer? Mouse or no mouse? I prefer the mouse ending. Yeah? I do. Um, one, I think it's, you know, it, it does play to the fact that kids don't like growing up. Honestly, if I could, could have been a mouse... Who's to say I wouldn't have chosen that option? Being a grown-up is not exactly easy sometimes. No. And there's a lot less yay toast than I was this, told. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I feel like the the no-mouse ending was more for adults than for kids. Hmm. Interesting. When I was a kid, I had seen the movie before I ever read the book, mm-hmm. um, and I... As a kid, I was totally fine with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult, I feel like I'm like, oh, no, the the, the mouse ending is pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. But I never knew about that as a kid. I just, yeah. no you mouse just, was yeah. the was the ending I, was a I knew. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. What's your, any other questions? I do. I have a couple more. So, uh, we talked about the theory about how the, um, the assistant was a good witch who was coerced to work for the Grand High Witch. So now I want to present to you... What do you think her deal is? Um, 
I don't think she was coerced. Okay. Um, I, that's not the sense I got from... Because she... In the meeting itself, before, like, the whole Grand High Witch kind of started berating her, mm-hmm. she was very engaged in... Oh, the, yeah. She was enjoying the... Yeah. Um, I think she finally had just reached her last straw mm-hmm. in that um, she was tired of being browbeaten. Yeah. The Grand High Witch was mean to her. Yeah. She was very mean to her. And um, I don't necessarily believe she turned, like, that she would have turned good. Mm. Um, I have a feeling that was like a, a good witch ex machina moment that they decided to just. So, put in where there. do you think her powers came from? Um, I think they came from her butt. Huh. Because they shouldn't you have. You just happened. have no respect for that I, ending at I all. I don't. Do you? You're not even <laughs> <I> going to. don't. <laughs> no, there's nothing, nothing in the world that they built. That supports her having made that transformation. All right. Here's a theory. Hear me out. Okay. So, if Grand High Witches are like Highlanders, the Grand High Witch dies, or, you know, or Queen Bees, whatever. The Grand High Witch dies, and someone gets their power. Who's the closest living witch when the Grand High Witch dies? It's her assistant. It's her assistant. So maybe the assistant absorbs the Grand High Witch powers, and so but... she can choose to be a good witch? But she absorbs all these powers, and she goes, you know what? I didn't really like that that much. I don't want to be like my old boss. I'm going to do something different. And so with her new power, she decides to undo this bad thing her previous boss did. And I will say one thing that I... One thing I do enjoy about the, the ending is she is laughing her face off the whole time. She That's, shows yes. up, and at first you're not sure what she's doing there. Yep. And it's like, what is, is she come to take revenge? And she's laughing and giggling as she uses her magic to transform um, Luke into a naked little boy. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. He's book yep. naked. Laughing maniacally. Gives him back his mice and his glasses. He's in, She's enjoying it a great deal. She is, but... I just don't, like, maybe there was a whole backstory back there that just didn't come through in her performance. Because I, I, I will go with the, I will go with your theory that she absorbed her the Grand High Witch The Highlander theory? theory? Yes. All right, yep. let's go with that. I, I accept that theory. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't accept the theory that she decided to be good. So, so she absorbs the Grand High Witch's powers like a Highlander. So why does she return Luke's um, hum- humanity to him? I think because there's no more witches in England. Mm-hmm. So she probably wants to erase all evidence and then just go home and be evil in, in there. So you think she's still evil? I do. Even though she's wearing pretty shoes and no gloves? Well, in the book... They all still wear the pretty shoes. She's, but she's not wearing gloves. We no. see that she has like no. nice, and real that's human why hands. I don't like, like I just, I don't buy the fact that she can use her powers to change her hands from. Right. So there's got to be something else going on there, right? Well, no. Like she's, I don't like she, but she was wearing gloves, didn't she? Like, didn't she show her claws in, in the, earlier? Yes, and then. Yeah, and before when she was still aligned with right. the Right, so, like, bad- that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, like, I don't believe that the witch's powers work like that. 
No, so something else must have happened. Yeah. Ex machina. <laughs> yeah. Plot device is what happened. A freaking MacGuffin showed up is what happened. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. So not happy about it. All right. No. I have one more question for okay. you, and I think I know the answer, but are you going to watch the remake? Of course. Okay. Of course, of course. Then we can move on. And maybe Idris Elba will play the grandma. I would be okay with that. Yeah. I just not okay We just want Idris Elba to be in everything. <laughs> Except for cats. Except for cats. <laughs> do you have any quizzes for me? Any questions for um, me? I have one question, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have anything to do with the witches, but... Oh, okay. Is it about Idris Elba? No. Okay. Well, um, Do you have a favorite book or movie of Roald Dahl's? Oh, a favorite book or movie of Roald Dahl's? Um... <laughs> So I'm trying to remember what books of his I read as a kid. I read BFG. I read Matilda. I read, um, I must have read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, although it's been a million years. James and the Giant Peach. I read James and the Giant Peach. There's another one that he wrote that was, like, about just these really horrible people who are mean to each other. Oh, yeah. What's that called? I don't remember. Um, wasn't the twits? Oh, he also wrote. He wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox. Maybe. Oh, I do love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Maybe it was the twits. In terms of his books, I think Matilda might be my favorite book. Yeah, I love Matilda. It's a, she's a great character. There's some wonderful comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Some wonderful justice in that book. Mm-hmm. In terms of movies. I really liked the um, stop motion animation Fantastic Mr. Fox they did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quote it all the time. Nice. There's a lot of attitude in this room. <laughs> I better not get one of them. Or you better make sure I don't get one of them. It's, I say that to my kid all the time. Nice. It's a lot of attitude in this room. But I, I think The Witches might be my favorite of the movies. Yeah. Actually. Nice. What about you? Um, so book is definitely Matilda. Yeah. Okay. I loved that book. I, I enjoyed the movie as well, but I, I prefer the movie. I mean, I prefer the book. I prefer the book too. Um, I love Miss Honey. I love Miss Honey. The Trunchbull is a great villain. Such a good villain. I love Matilda's growth mm-hmm. and acceptance of her powers and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I like the, the ending of, with her parents better in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her, like, I liked the villainy of her parents better in the book than I did in yeah. the movie. Um, but movie, I think for me, it's James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the one that was directed by Henry Selleck. I've it, actually not seen that one. It's so, so good. Um, so it starts out as live action, mm-hmm. and then once James eats the peach and goes into it, it, becomes, it becomes stop motion animation, the same style as Nightmare Before Christmas. Right, yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen that. It's kind of weird that I haven't. No, I'm surprised. I'll, there are only so many hours in the day. Um, and Don French and Jennifer Saunders play the aunts. Oh, I love them. Um, and French and Saunders are great. I can't remember the voices. Susan Sarandon is Miss Spider, but I can't remember any of the voice actors' names for the rest of the characters, but they're all well-known actors. Okay. Um, I think the boys knew. I didn't recognize. So really, him. I should feel bad. You really should, I should feel, feel bad, bad that I haven't seen. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. At it you. just. It. Uh, all right. So when did it come out? I think it 96? might have come out. Ninety six. 
So, like, I was in high school and or junior high and trying to, like, not be into kid things anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But I am i don't know what your excuse is because I watched it. And, I mean, but that's also because... Oh, before. Joanna Lumley's in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the aunt. Not, not um, Jennifer Saunders. Joanna Lumley. Well, she's also... At, oh, Pete Postlethwaite, Simon Callow, yeah. Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, Miriam Magolis. I love her. David Thewlis. All right. Yeah, there is quite a who's who in this... And I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad. You should feel bad. Yep. Okay. See? Okay. I failed. I've let you down. Damn. Mm. I've let our... I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. I've let our listeners down. Yep. You really need to watch it. Um, but yeah, so I think that's my favorite my favorite movie. All right. Though and I, I vow to watch James and the Giant. Thank you. And I honestly like think you, your daughter will enjoy it as well. Well, we just read the book to her and she loved it. Yeah. Yeah, she read... She's now getting into, like, short chapter books. Nice. So, James and Giant Peach and the Witches and... Yeah. I mean, fine. having other people read them to her. Of course. She can't actually yeah. read yet. Yeah. But... All right. All right. Well, that's, that was a good question. Oh, thank you. Should we do some fake awards? Yeah. Who's your Jeff Goldblum award go All to? All right. So this might be a surprise. But my Jeff Goldblum award actually went to Mr. Carson and his friend, oh! and his friend Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, that's a good one. Um, my Jeff Goldblum award goes to the inexplicable snowy landscape in the opening credits. <laughs> I never questioned this as a kid, but the opening credits is, by the way, the music is fantastic and it is it's recognizable. Like, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's the witches. I yeah. know that song. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it's the camera is like zooming over like snow covered hills, which I guess is Norway, but it's also like, it doesn't make why? any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's just, it's odd. Nice. It's odd. I question it. It takes me out of things. <laughs> what are your other awards? Uh, so I have two more awards. And the second one is the Angelica Houston Award goes to Angelica Houston. Nice. Thank you. And then the Unnecessary Americanization Award <laughs> goes to whoever decided to make the kid and his family American. Yeah. Why did Unnecessary. they Unnecessary. doesn't make any sense. No. And like, he's he American, back to England anyways. But his grandma's Norwegian, and then they live in England. Right? It makes weird. no sense. No. Yeah. Dumb. You're absolutely right. Right. What are the rest of your awards? Uh, so the Downton Abbey Cameo Award goes to Jim Carter. <laughs> We had the um, Buffy Kessenberg cameo award. Yep. I feel like we got a cue <laughs> yeah, going. I like it. Um, the Bob Ross Happy Little Trees award goes to Erica's dad for nice. his country scene painting. I love it. And the Killing Children is Sexy award goes to Angelica Houston. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Thank you. And on that note. And on that note, next episode, we'll be talking about Dracula by Bram Stoker and watching two versions of this classic novel, 1922's Nosferatu, directed by W.F. Murnau, and Francis Ford Coppola's, I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring John Wick, the dread pirate Roberts, (laughs) Withnail, and Winona Ryder. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And of course, (laughs) Lasai, Gary Oldman. I am very excited to revisit Bram Stoker's Dracula. And Keanu Reeves' British accent. Oh, our life. Keanu Reeves is having a moment in 2019. He is. So let's revisit his finest work to date. (laughs) Um, And I'm also also excited to see Nosferatu, which I've never seen before. Neither have I. I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun, too. And I hope you guys will have as much fun as we do. It'll be a nice Halloween episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be our Halloween episode. In the meantime, we hope you'll help us spread the word. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes. If you leave a review on iTunes, we might even uh, read it aloud on right? an episode, and then you'll be internet famous. Totally famous. Like us. 
Uh, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, uh, tell that strange woman who lives next door and never take her, takes her gloves off how great Adapted with Anna and Sam is. And of course, we want to hear from you. Send your questions, comments, and six degrees to adaptedwithannaandsam at gmail.com. Or post them on Facebook. You can find us at Adapted with Anna and Sam. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Adapted Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Thanks for listening to Adapted with Anna and Sam. I'm Anna, and I wish Ghostbusters was based on a book. Nice. I'm Sam, and I wish, wish Robert Loja was based on a book. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Bye.